week of in the abyss metal podcast uh, this is our ninth episode so thank you to those who are still listening all over the world it seems uh, which is which is great to see um get the uh, usual admin stuff out of the way first you can get in touch with us via all the socials um, instagram is at merch in the abyss or at jerry Trigenza or at padre in the abyss at ant underscore dan uh, on facebook and twitter we are at in the abyss uk and obviously you can go and spend some of your hard-earned money in our web store in the abyss.co.uk um, so like i said week nine doing things a bit different this week it's just myself and padre and we are joined by tobias and douglas vocalist and guitar player from the quite awesome lowest creature um this is a good one this week couple of absolute legends really great interview great fun um i think you'll enjoy it so i will stop talking so you can enjoy what they got to say um yeah first off thanks for taking your time out and you know joining us because you know, yeah, sure you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got well, beers. Thank so, you for uh, having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I'm in southern Italy at the moment, so. Hmm. Okay. Steve, Steve's in the UK. Yes. Oh, oh we're back. We are back. We, this is the first okay? time we, we. This is the first time we're doing this. So. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I think it's one of my first times as well. So. Yeah. I did one podcast interview, but that was only over the phone, so it's the first time like this. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't got faces of video, so don't worry about that. But, um, yeah, no. but yeah, so what we normally do is, like I said earlier, we just kind of do what we've been listening to this week, and then we'll just, you know, we've got stuff we want to talk to you about, and then kind of whatever comes up from there. So it, it ain't like a, you know, a magazine interview or anything like that. It's just take it easy. And yeah, and like plug away as well. Tell us about what people listening to you guys need to know and stuff like that, tour dates, anything you want to hype, go yeah. for it. Yeah, that sounds cool. That's why we're here, you know. So, so yeah, look, guys, like I said, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking your time out. Um, and hopefully this gives you the opportunity to sort of, you know, plug away in the UK a little bit because, you know, you know, we want to see you over here a bit playing live and, and shit like that. So let's just kick things off because... So Padre, our friend here, is is very much Mr. Pre-1991. He doesn't listen to a great deal of new music. So we started this to see if we can get him listening to, to newer metal. And that's why he, he came across you guys. So, right. so what have you guys been listening to this week? Anything anything new? Anything interesting? Uh, is it easy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mostly drive around in a Volvo listening to ACDC yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I do <laughs> you genuinely drive Volvo yeah yeah um so I found I found some more stuff this week um that's not before 1991 <laughs> uh in human nature yeah, in, 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 yeah. Like uh, enforced and um, a band called Foreseen. Uh, yeah, Foreseen are, are great, great band. And then obviously, I've been listening to uh, your guys' stuff pretty much for the last couple of weeks, actually, even before we got this, we arranged this interview. So, um, I mean, like I was, like Dragenza said, 
they were trying to get me to listen to stuff that was maybe not 91, maybe 94 was more of a accurate cut <laughs> date. But um, but because I've I've been living abroad for a long time and I just got out of the habit of listening to music and I was in areas where there were never any bands touring that I would want to listen to. So I just kind of got out of the habit. And you know, you get stuck just listening to the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. So like uh, Trigenza sent me like this, just one one link uh, to your song, um, Sacrilegious Pain. And mm-hmm. I was listening to it while I was like doing something else. And then it got to that last riff and I just stopped what I was doing. I was like, fuck me, that's good. since then i was like and i actually went and got my wife i said no you need to listen to this and i I genuinely said i said i think this is the best riff i've heard in the last 25 30 years but it's coming for me doesn't really count much but uh, that's amazing yeah um and then she and even my wife was just like yeah i see and she goes that's not bad and my wife's you know she likes scar punk punk stuff like that but she's not really into metal but then i've also been playing it to my students because I'm, I'm a teacher and i've been no, right, shut up listen to this <laughs> and some of them actually like it so nice. I've, i hope i've uh, got you a few likes on spotify anyway all right not, not that you know not the likes on spotify do you a great deal of of good these days but it's it's, it's a necessary evil um there's a few things that that we want to know because Lois Creature are quite new to us. And we we did an episode a couple of weeks ago on Swedish metal. And because it's, you know, we've long been fans of bands like In Flames and, and Soil Work and Haunted Out the Gates, all those bands. So generally anything that comes out of Sweden these days makes us stand up and take notice. And, you know, you guys are one of them and Orbit Culture was another one. And, uh, you know, there's it's, it's such a sort of healthy scene. Yeah. When, I, when I've gone back through your earlier days and like some YouTube clips of you playing in like sort of 2013, 2014, there was, there was quite a hardcore feel to your music. Certainly you, Tobias, with, as, as a vocalist, your, you know, your mannerisms were quite hardcore. Mm. And, but you, you seem to become more of a thrash band now. Was that like something you wanted to, to do or is that just kind of a natural growth? <clears throat> I think we, we all had bands playing in the, the, the hardcore scene in Sweden at the moment. But all of us always listen to metal since we were kids. And uh, when we started the band, we had just gotten to know Douglas actually, because he's from Stockholm and we're from a city called Örebro, like the me and Julius yeah. who founded the band. And uh, they played a more like metallic type of hardcore than we usually did before with our band. And we got kind of inspired and we wanted to do the same thing. And uh, oh, yeah, he, he's talking about the. A band that I used to play in yeah. before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And from there it just grew and you know, like hardcore is all fun and that, but it's like when you grow the music and you want to play more stuff, like it's, it's just natural to that it becomes more metal, metally, because metal is more music, I think. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, I suppose Douglas, for you as a guitar player, playing hardcore is quite... Yeah. It's a little, a little bit limited, I suppose, isn't it? Whereas you've got a bit more yeah but I, I wasn't in the band from the beginning um and i think when i started playing with them they have already started to evolve into yeah. more metal and uh, so on so i but but yeah i have played with uh, with hardcore bands and it, it is more limited as you say yeah, not not in a in a bad way. I mean, I, I'm a no, absolutely not. Hardcore fan, and 
you know, there's there's some amazing bands out there in Sweden has given us has given us loads of great punk and hardcore bands. I mean, um, yeah, Arriva, Millencolin are from where you're from, aren't they? I know not yeah, hardcore, yeah. Exactly. Millencolin and uh, Nossum. If you know yeah. this Ryan band, Nossum. I was really surprised when I heard that because, like, like you said earlier, my wife's one of my wife's favourite bands is Millen Collins, and like you know, yeah. like I love that song. Um, is it No Cigar, mm. which is on the on the Tony Hawk's game. Yeah, yeah exactly. The first time I heard that, I was like, shit, that was good. Yeah. Um, the only good music on Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've, I've never been a gamer, so I wouldn't really know either way. But, um, <laughs> but. The, the the sort of Swedish scene that, like I said, we talked about before, and where are you from? When when you were starting out as a band, was there a strong scene in the Rebo where you know you can play loads of shows? There's, there's plenty of opportunity for you to get out there and play live because that's what matters at the end of the day. Um, I think when when we started out, um, most of our hometown shows or your hometown shows, um, they booked their, their themselves, um, yeah. and um, when I lived in Stockholm and um, played in bands there, we booked our own shows as well with friends and friends' bands and, and stuff. So I think it's grown. I, I, I think there's more bands, at least in the hardcore scene, that are bigger now mm. than when we started out. Yeah. Uh, and the shows are bigger, but maybe not as many. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're bigger and... Uh, there are more bands and more touring bands. Yeah. I think when we started out in, in our hometown, it was a bigger scene here as well, like more people involved with the shows. Yeah. Um, we were a big uh, gang of people that did all the shows together. We had like our own, own house with our own venue. And we did all the shows there. Like we had at least a show a month or something like that. And it was not always the best turnout, but every like fifth show or something was a very good show. And but now since a few years, like a few years before the pandemic actually just died out because everybody grown up or like moved away for for universities or they yeah. had to move to Stockholm or Gothenburg to work and like I'm 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 part of that too. So yeah, the 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 year I moved here, <laughs> everything died. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrible. Our, our favorite bar died. Yeah, all the shows died. Everyone moved away. It was it was horrible. What Rhythm took you from Stockholm all the way up to Arriba then? Because that surely people moved the other it's, way. It's just two hours west of okay. Stockholm. Yeah. Um. So it's it's close, but um. I yeah I I, I didn't enjoy Stockholm uh, when I lived there. So, and I started playing with these guys. So it it turned out it really turned good. out well. Yeah. Yeah. Is there um? Because it, it it's quite old school, isn't it? No like you said doing shows yourself and shows with other bands and and stuff like that are there promoters up there that, that are actually there that are supporting the scene and and that kind of thing at, at the the grassroots level or have you got to do it yourself i think it's um it depends like what you're what you're after i think there's a few uh promoters doing shows at like uh some pubs and bars yeah but they, they are also like diy shows yeah but there's like uh, one guy that we know for ages now is called uh, oh, uh Boris. Oh yeah, Boris. <laughs> Boris. He I he he. I think he works now like professionally with doing shows. Yeah. And he's he's booking our our shows with Chromax this summer in Sweden. 
Promo, nice. Yeah. And he, because he's also from like the same scene like we are from the start, he's, he always tries to, I think, incorporate at least the band he knows that are like more on the grassroots level to get them on bigger shows and get them, get yeah. them on bigger club shows and stuff like that. Um, but he's old as well, so he doesn't have like all the bands in his periphery or something like that. But he, he, he does a good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think there are a few, like there's a, a, a venue in... Uh, Malmö as well. It's like there used to be a DIY place, but now they've grown so much. Yeah, uh, it's called Plan B. They also book a lot of like bigger shows, but they also have like the roots in uh, more okay. like the DIY yeah. punk scene, and they also make sure to like bring bands on there. Like we play there a lot of times at great shows and stuff like that. Does that make it harder for you to get shows then? Because if they're growing that much and obviously you're talking bigger bands or does it make it easy for you to get support slots with, with other bands? How does it work for you? I think we've been pretty fortunate with, um, with like support shows and yeah. um, like Mill and Colin, we, we, we opened for them um, a few years ago and uh, DRI mm. um, maybe three years ago and, and um yeah, so we we have been pretty fortunate to play with yeah. with great bands over here. Yeah, I think, uh, when they have been touring. Yeah, um, and I think over time for us as a band, it's been like a pretty decent like amount of shows in Sweden because the scene like Sweden is kind of a big country like area wise, but the yeah. it's kind of focused like down to the middle and south with cities and stuff. Yeah. So if if we play a show in Stockholm this year, maybe maybe we can do another one later on but maybe it's it's not perfect it depends on the show yeah so it's sometimes healthy to wait a year anyway to play a show like yeah so over time we've been like it's been a, a good spread out of shows on like the bigger places and with the support slots and stuff like that yeah and the the scenes are very separate as well like the hardcore scene doesn't that often mix with the metal scene even if they Act really could yeah. mix, but um, but there 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 is a very structured like metal scene and hardcore scene. And how we, did it, how did it go supporting Melancholy then? If you, if you playing with a punk band like that, because they're, they're two very different bands. I I think it's mostly their drummer who yeah the drummer was the guy he has a, a DIY an, an independent label called Denial Records where he releases a lot of like D beat and hardcore and stuff like that. And he won. He liked us a lot, and uh, he used to come come to some of our shows at our own venue, um, and get like have yeah. He's connected with all of our friends and stuff like that. It's a small city where we're from, um, so he brought us on. And for our from our point of view, I've always loved Milan Colin. I I was like skateboarding and listening to Milan Colin when I was thirteen and stuff like that. Yeah. So for us, it was really fun, and we took the show because it was nice. It was a big show. We like Millie Collins, let's play it. And then, I don't know, it worked out good for us, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think um, both um, promoters and um, bands like to have a band that can pull people from, from different yeah. uh, scenes yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And, and it's, we can easily fit both the hardcore scene or a classic uh, heavy metal show or... Yeah. Um, or the yeah the hardcore shows or whatever uh, we we can fit many slots and 
so I, I think we've uh, really <laughs> nailed something there. Yeah. So you, you, you mentioned your own venue. What, so how does that work then? Is that a bar? Is it just a room? What, uh, we, we had a, we had a, I'm not sure what the English word is. We had like a, an organization, but it's not really like, a, like a uh, non-profit organization, yada, yada, booking group of people that okay. shows. Mm. We like went a commune, yeah? Yeah, like a, a commune. Yeah. A commune, yeah. Yeah. And we rented a house uh, in an industrial area here in, in the city where we like built a stage and had some rehearsal rooms in the, in the basement and stuff. And uh, with like support from the, from the city and from like different other kinds of organization, we can like ask for culture money. That's, like, yeah. that's interesting. That's something we want to come on to actually. Yeah. Should we segue onto that? Because yeah, part, yeah go on. Part yeah. Of because like one of the, because when we were, when we were researching the, the Swedish episode, and um, a lot of the th- a lot of the uh, material that I read was about how um, the, there was a really solid infrastructure in place yeah. in the Gothenburg scene that, that allowed um, the bands to be attracted to Gothenburg. And then when they came into it, they, like the environment was very friendly to them, and it allowed them. There was one of the, the one of the names that keeps coming back up in the reading I did was uh, Peter Tangrant from uh, Hypocrisy because he mm-hmm. he had. Um, means of distribution and he had like rehearsal space and um, mm. he was almost like a, a his influence like he was like a paternal figure mm. to a lot of bands and like they benefited from like his experience and his kind of um, support and and I think the thing that interests us is coming from the UK is we both feel that we've lost that in the UK yeah like, I mean I honestly couldn't I couldn't imagine uh, a council or a government or a local organization allowing a group of metal bands to get together and try and form some kind of commune where they could rehearse because there would be some reason to stop it. Noise mm. pollution, whatever you want, or they'll just oh, we can't have people with long hair, you know, getting together. They're gonna they're gonna overthrow the queen. You know, whatever, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, you know. Just it's just and it's like something that we we find quite interesting because I think I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I think you can see the kind of um development of a society in how it treats the arts and yeah. it's definitely something that sweden seems to get right and you know does it deserve the level of praise that it gets what, what's it actually like being a band and getting grants and getting support uh, how does it work because we're interested uh, in that i think um, like in in the swedish i guess government or whatever you call it um, there's maybe like five or six um um not companies but i guess is it communes you're calling it yeah i mean in, in the government like it would that. be like a, they, a they, yeah they get money from the city to have maybe a house somewhere uh so in our city there's like five houses with um rehearsal spaces and they get money to like support culture in the city yeah um it, it's I, I i did a google translate and like the direct translation would be a student union but it's like like a commune yeah, yeah. Too. but it's like it's it's called the direct translation from from swedish would be people's education yeah it's, it's not like academic education but it's like uh, you have you have the academic like universities and the the stuff like that and then you have this as well and this also gets fair share of money from the from the government and there's like a council it's, it's a community center then yeah 
Yeah, kind of like we, that. We, like, we, that. That would be the nearest thing to what we, we, yeah. we would have experienced, a community centre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have 10 of them, and, and, and all of them have their roots from different, like, um, movements from back in the day, like the, the working working movements and the, the sobriety movement and stuff like that. And yeah, some of them have been around since, yeah, what is since it, the 70s? or 1800s. Oh, oh, yeah, really? the first... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's the first one was from like 1886 or something like that um when they started doing study circles they call it but that's a whole long story but from those kind of thing you can you can uh, form like i um in our case it's a band it's a band yeah, yeah. but it could be anything it could be you wanting to learn how to paint like this or you want want to learn how to dance or you want to learn how to uh, forge iron or something like that yeah yeah and you can it's not a lot of money you can get like straight into your pocket, but you get like rent reduction and they have, they have um, locations and, and buildings where you can be practicing your stuff and they rent it out cheap to you. And stuff yeah. like that. Well, I, th I think, I think that's the key point because if you take away the opportunity or the ability for a, a band, even if it's just a group of like 14 year olds, you just, they've never played with their mates and they just want to be in a, in a room where they, they're not going to get complaints or anything. Yeah. If you if you take that away from them, how how can you ever get become proficient in an instrument exactly. if you can't play with anyone? I've been in the room since I was thirteen yeah. because of this stuff. Yeah, like every the, week since I was thirteen, basically. The, see the problem. The problem. Sorry, the problem with the UK is that what you're describing in terms of like the the uh, public education circles and things like that is that we ha we used to have systems in the UK in communities where there were um, open libraries or um, kind of there were benefactors. I mean, yeah. there's, there, was, there, were, there were still buildings where me and um, Tregenza grew up that they're no longer uh, what they were originally intended to be. Now they've been sold off as land, but they were like, you know, they've got like a public library or um, uh, artistic space and all that's gone. And what's, what's happened, and I think this is where Sweden does a much better job, is that rehearsal space things like this the ability to buy instruments has become a middle class or more affluent luxury and yeah. the people can't if, if you if your mom and dad work like um uh labor jobs they can't afford to buy the, the the instruments they can't afford to give you the money for the space and there's no other way of you getting that money but if your mom and dad are both teachers or doctors and they've got a big garage and you don't live in a terraced house you can practice all you want but yeah, exactly. you know um, yeah so we, we're really fortunate with that in sweden so it's i think it deserves a lot of praise there's also, also of course there's been like a lot of weird and like sketchy stuff involved with that yeah like people getting money for stuff they're not really doing and like of course but that's like criminals doing something to the company as well like they're lying to those people so I live, uh, I live i live in calabria in southern italy which is infested by the mafia <laughs> don't get me started uh, yeah but that's that's what i mean like and, and there's actually a big debate right now uh, where people want to see like more documented uh, stuff like where are because it's the taxpayers money yeah of course. yeah and they want to see more like uh, proper like documentation of where is the money going and what is this study doing is, is this study really approved for this and stuff like that and that's that's like how it used to be before and that was also like good but then we had a prime minister called Joran Passion who just tore that up and was like here's money 
do something good with it and don't fuck it up. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. that's of course not his words, but but basically that that was it. That was what he did, and that has, I think that liberty and that like freedom with that has boosted the creativity a lot as well. Of course, the you know, as we've done previously, it seems like Sweden are big on on the export side of it, so they want you guys, musicians and bands and and whatever musical genre, musical genre that may be. They want to export that to the world so that's that's why yeah, they yeah. support you you know we go all the way back to the likes of abba i know that's yeah, a, yeah. not an obvious thing to say but you know abba sweden's are sweden's busy, biggest musical export it's so, it's one of our favorite bands in 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 lowest yeah. creature so what's your favorite abba song uh i think uh, hole in your soul yeah. or, or um, um sos is also amazing uh, lay all, uh, lay all your love. Uh, it's the best black pop band uh, uh, song in the world. <laughs> That's true. Do Abba's melodies have an influence on you as a as a metal musician? Maybe not the melodies, but like a good pop song is a good pop song with like the, the catchy stuff from the verse to the refrain and stuff like that. Yeah, and that could of course be influenced. That's of course influential in our music as well, yeah. even if it's not right. always super clear. Maybe, but. Some songs of ours is just like got the straight pop structure to it. I think yeah. just writing uh, good hooks. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's go back to that the hook. So if we take Reaper's Fall, for instance, like the the riff. Oh, that's a that's a great some sort. That's a great exactly. song. That, that's great one song. of the ones Love that stands it. out. And and it, it's that kind of that hook that, like Padre said, it makes you stop what you're doing and go, oh fuck, that's a great riff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank it, you very it's much. It's no yeah. different to a good pop song. Uh, uh, sorry, it's no different to a good pop song. It's the no, same. Exactly. Well, well, that, that's that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like with metal, you judge it primarily sometimes on the riff. Like you can have a really crap song, but there might be like thirty seconds where there's like, you know, oh shit, that's a really good riff. And you'll 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 kind of you want to see that live, even if you don't like the song, but you want to see that riff perform live. Yeah. You want to, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> Trick Enzo will laugh. He's brought this up before. When I was like 16, when we were still using cassettes, I made a 90-minute cassette tape of all my favourite solos. <laughs> and, and this is when we were still using vinyl. So I'd have to get the pin just right to get like, you know, to get the, to get the solo from like uh, Ultra Sacrifice from Slayer and stuff like that. <laughs> and I, I haven't got the tape anymore. But, you know, you're like, That's such a that would have been a great tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just 90-minute solid of just solos. A lot of it was like, you know, Megadeth and... Slayer and stuff like that, and uh, um, suicidal great solos. Oh, yeah, great Good solo all band. the wake up, all, all the peace cells, but who's buying solos are on that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, but there, there are there are so many like technically gifted bands around the world. Um, who it, it's it's a it's from one opinion to another, but I think there's so many technically gifted bands who can't write songs. You yeah. can say like this band, they're so skillful, but it's, <laughs> it's yeah. shit. I'm sorry. So there's a band that we're not allowed to mention. There's a band that I'm not allowed to talk about because Tregenza hates them. But yeah. you've just hit the nail on the head. Technically proficient bands who can't write songs. So what like you mean like Dream Theater? Yeah. Yeah. I have to- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all respect to Dream Theater, but yeah, I have this conversation with my dad all the time. It's so funny. They're, they're great <laughs> at, at playing their instruments, but yeah, uh, it, great musicians. It doesn't mean it's good. No. But, but it's, it's that, a, with that comment alone, you're welcome on this podcast. <laughs> I, would I don't like them. I just, I just know. I, I don't really give care about Dream Theater. That, you know, whether they existed or not wouldn't have any effect on my life. But for for Trigenze, it's like it's a pure hatred. <laughs> um, because like, what was it? You went to the gig, and it was three hours of your life that you'll never get back. Yeah, it was, like, it was, yeah. It was, three, it was three and a half hours, and, and yeah, it was it was. It was yes, it was impressive from a musical point of view, but it was it was so fucking boring. Yeah, I, I used to work as a, a sound engineer at live shows for like a, a youth music house, um, where like young every, every single week it was a young metal band coming there, and they started the show with saying, "Yeah, we we are called blah blah blah," and we play progressive death metal and it's not it's just uh, it's just uh, five guys great musicians but it's it's not progressive it's not um, yeah it's not good <laughs> there's a reason we still listen to black sabbath and that's because it's just yeah. good fucking heavy metal it doesn't need to be anything else you know and that's kind of what you guys do so it doesn't need to be too technical or or anything to be metal because metal wasn't technical from the big yeah. beginning the hook is more important than the technicality of it yeah like a good song is always a good song but then like bands bands like judas priest came and were so skillful but it's also great songs yeah it's yeah it's they so had good. Good. yeah yeah so that that yeah. kind of brings my line onto um the, the, the current like new wave of, of like traditional heavy metal bands and, and I kind of I suppose you guys are one of them and Padre mentioned earlier on um, in human nature and bands like Haunt and Aggressive Perfector. There's quite a few bands in the UK actually that, that are doing it really well and, and it's good to see that like traditional heavy metal or thrash or, or whatever you want to call it is is starting to come back to life. I mean Padre and I, you know, we're of an age where we grew up, you know, in our late teens was new metal. And everywhere we looked was was fucking corn. It was spine shank and, and stuff like that. And, and we fucking hated it because it was it just wasn't what we knew metal to be. Enough. Guys like yourselves no. and 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 all the, these others that are, that, are, that are sort of coming up now, it, it makes us feel like the old school is coming back, and it's good to see people appreciating proper heavy metal. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> and like. It's we we're from a, a generation where it was still cool to start bands when when you were young, yeah. and uh, uh, but now like we both have been working in in schools with with um, like teenagers or kids. No one cares about music. No one, and uh, we recently started to like kind of know a guy a young guy in in our city who he's like the only young person in this city who who wants to play heavy metal or or metal why, why or, do you think like, that is I'm, I'm just interested because i can i can i can definitely add to that conversation you know from what i see I mean, there's basically no subcultures left no there's no subcultures and uh, kids nowadays 
uh, only care about uh, computer games because <laughs> or video games or do you do you think though that's because to some extent a lot of the sub a lot of what differentiates the different subcultures subcultures from each other has been actually appropriated so like one of my pet peeves is when well i remember when we were at university and people would come into the, the student union and they'd be wearing motorhead t-shirts or iron maiden t-shirts and you're like you're not a fan when i used to wear those t-shirts those same people used to laugh at us and be like oh you know they're freaks and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know yeah. and now and now you're buying an iron maiden t-shirt from top shop you yeah. know, you know, you're, you're just a sheep. You're following trends, and yeah. I and, and it's, I think I mean we were we were having a conversation last week about trap metal. What the hell is trap metal? Like, I mean, I've, that a thing? <laughs> I've, I've never, never heard about it. <laughs> I, I I hope to God it's not a thing. Like it's it, it, it's it is like a thing. it's definitely a thing. Oh. Um, it, it's it's like trap music, but with like really sped up backgrounds. So it sounds like it sounds like a really bad crash guitar player that only can play the E string. Like there's oh, no right. other, there's no, there's no riffs to it. And then it's someone on top singing about, you know, selling drugs and guns and you know, and it's just like that's not what metal's about. No, true. Yeah, lyrically, no. Musically, no. And but you, what you've done is you've taken the presentation and the iconography of metal, yeah. you, and you've bastardized it. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know what this is and it's not, and I'm sorry, it's not because we're old and or we're in our middle ages and we don't understand it. I'm sorry. That's because heavy metal is timeless. Will yeah. always be. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever trends come and go, yeah. heavy metal will always be there. The, the sort of roots of heavy metal will always, always be the same. It will never change. There might be different sub genres, like you said, but now it's, this is why I'm so happy to see, traditional heavy metal making a making a, a you know a proper comeback there's a really strong scene for it and, and it's yeah yeah it's i mean heavy metal is, is it's such a force like there's not a lot of genres that till this date still has these big ass festivals where tens of thousands of people come to see yes. heavy metal yeah. i mean there's not a, a synth festival i love synth, some synth music but there's not a synth proper synth festival somewhere where it's like that amount of people gathering Still, to I, 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 I always used to make that point to other people when I was at like university and other, and other places. Like, you know, is there, no one, no 500,000 people are ever gonna turn up to um, a stadium or an open air festival to see um, like uh, Paul Oakenfold or DJ Tiesto play some, you know, trance or you know, music. I mean, not, not that they're not those guys don't know what they're doing and they've got, but you know, those that is meant for a club. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, the really big bands, Metallica, they they can play to, they can go to Japan and play in front of 200,000 people. They can go and do it in Singapore. They do it in South America, Maiden, you know, even the even the Rolling Stones. God, so they should yeah. so they should stop. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I totally agree. Um, uh, there's so many bands who are still going that should have stopped a long time ago. But well, we've been saying like for years, and, and on this podcast too, like, can someone just let Ozzy Osbourne just he, he's he's done his time, just <laughs> let him go. But it's the, it's the wife. She's like, no, play, play more. Like, I'm sorry for him. Yeah, I I, I actually just before this, I I watched. Um, a short uh, do documentary about um, 
Bon Scott, uh, the original singer of ACDC. Uh, it's like one of the few documentaries or, or books or whatever, which is actually about his life and not about his death. And it was really interesting because he, he, um, he talked in an interview maybe two years before he died or something that um, ACDC, we, we, should be, we should be called infinity rock and roll because <laughs> there's nothing stopping this kind of music. It, we, we could keep going forever. And it's so true. Like ACDC have, they've gone, gone from, it, it's, it's the biggest band in the world pretty much. And, and they will be that for, for as long as people care about rock I, I, I think you're right because it's not uh, people might try and make the argument or oh, a band like KCDC is dated it's not because no. it's not no the music is not based on pop culture at the time no. I mean it, it's like you know for example uh, a lot of their songs about like um like have a drink on me is about getting pissed up people yeah. are still doing it now so it's still relevant yeah. whereas you know all these bullshit pop acts and all this kind of stuff um, you know, and I, I've got nothing against pop music, but like the kind of the factory manufactured boy girl bands, they're, they're going to have, no one's going to be listening to the Spice Girls when they're 85. No, exactly. You know? And like, um, like, for example, I used to live in South Korea and I fucking hate K-pop. <laughs> it is, oh, it, it's, it, it's the worst type of thing ever. You know, it's just yeah. like, it is solely like they're breeding them in a lab laboratory and just like going, right, you're going to be the cool one and you're going to be the edgy one and you're going to be the cute one. And like, look, we've got the demographics and we've done the research with the, you know, and we're going to market you this way. It's nothing to do with music. Yeah. No. Um, and I think to some extent, one of the reasons why I think Sweden and the Swedish metal scene gets so much credit is because it's organic, it's substantive, it's genuine and it's that's how Sweden has got such a good reputation on the global stage to some extent because you've got quality cultural exports that de develop your soft power, your cultural imprint on the world. On the world, whereas South Korea have got K-pop. I'm sorry, no one gives a shit about BTS yeah. in ten but, years' time. You know, isn't isn't there a, a thing in like K-pop and J-pop and uh, J-rock um, where like if the uh, not every band, of course, but uh, a few bands, I think, have a thing like if if the if the artists or members in the band or group gets too old, they replace them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a generational uh, thing. Yeah, I can't remember. There's like one group uh, I think that's really popular with kids. I know at least in Sweden, that's like the, there was a big debate, like news reporters and stuff, where they. There's like four girls or something in the group, and they get switched around all the time. Also, because like when they've been in the band too long and they want to have too much of the money, they just ah sorry, next one. Yeah. Stuff like that. They, so they always make sure that they don't have any input on their on the like art of the music. Just they're just like dolls. There, the there's there's one I can't remember the name, but there's one management company in Korea which is the main driving force behind K-pop, and they control everything. They have people literally locked in a room and going, "Right, we need five songs. Write them now." And then we're gonna. And then they've got stylists. They've got plastic surgeons because again, all of these, a lot of these K-pop stars have had plastic surgery to look a, you know, certain way. Um, 
and um they they uh the it's not like they've got writing credits and they're getting paid royalties they they get like a salary yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. Of them do. they're not you know it's, it doesn't matter how much how many albums they sell um the, the management company are always going to take the lion's yeah. share so it's it's quite sad really i mean it's it's like it's it's like the mcdonald's of music it's like <laughs> this kind of yeah production line you know yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know too much about it but it's it sounds uh, horrible yeah. <laughs> well, at least at least like in, i mean in, in japan it's different because like they've got there's a lot there's a there's a, there's a very healthy scene of, of a lot of different music out there whereas you know in korea unfortunately um there was uh it's, it was very difficult to find metal Bands. Mm. I mean, I saw Lamb of God in play Soul one year, and it was a small venue. And we saw uh, Phil Dianio from uh, Maiden come out once, and then we actually bumped into him in the bar. And I, you know, and like uh, we we know, I mean, like one of my mates who I knew from Korea used to teach in Japan, and he was there for years, going all the way back to the late eighties. And uh, one time he went out and um, he bumped into Metallica. Yeah. On the black album tour, and he oh. went to like uh, he went to a sake house with Hetfield and all, <laughs> and uh, uh, then their entourage showed up, and they got kicked. He, he kind of got booted out, and he was just outside on the on the on I'm the sorry, step just drinking up? a beer. Who showed? Sorry, um, the entourage, the, all the the clink, the hangers on of uh, oh. of Metallica, like you know, they're all their roadies and stuff. Oh, and they oh kind okay. Of took okay. Over a bar, and they're like, "Oh, you're not one of us. Yeah. You, can, you know, have to wait outside." But he's just like, "Oh, I'm just drinking outside a bar." Hetfield's inside. <laughs> Kind of thing. He still gets to say that. So, uh, yeah. What's that Japanese band we listened to a few weeks back? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Uh, Anthem. It's. I think it's like the the biggest '80s heavy metal band from from Japan. Um, well, at least during the '80s. What are they called? Uh, Anthem. Anthem. Yeah. Okay. It's a, a amazing band. Uh, they have a, a song called "Lay Down." Um, it's one of the heaviest uh, snare sounds I've ever heard. It's it sounds like a floor tom. They're not on Spotify. That's <laughs> I can't find. Yeah, I them. think they are. I found them. I found them. Yeah. Well, you know that's because you know how to use Spotify. Look, I only got <laughs> I only got I only got Spotify for the first time like seven weeks ago. I'm still uh -huh. like you know, um, and I and, like, I only got an iPhone three years ago. I used to have one of the Nokia phones for years. You know, fair too. enough. Fair enough. You got Spotify. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the album artwork now, and yeah, that looks good. So yeah, I, I I'm in. I'm sold. I'm... The logo is is so it's uh, it's perfect. Yeah. They yeah. might be the only ones before us to play big rock, actually. So <laughs> yeah, this this term big, big rock. rock. I've seen that where. Why, why big rock? Why do you call it? <laughs> it's, uh, it was a friend of mine. Uh, I used to live in Gothenburg for, I, or I, I didn't use to, I lived in Gothenburg for one and a half years uh, for, for my studies. And um, we were on the tram and there was like this really, really drunk uh, French guy on the, on the tram for some reason. And uh, he, he, came, he came up to me, it was really annoying and asked me like, if I like heavy metal and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I like him. Oh, you play in a band? Yeah, I play in a band. And my friend got really tired with him. It's just like, he plays the lowest creature and they play big fucking rock. Go away. <laughs> and, and the guy comes again like five minutes later and had looked us up on Spotify. I was like, yes, this is big rock. <laughs> this is big <laughs> yeah. rock. Since then we were just like, yeah, it's, it's big rock. Yeah. Big rock from Sweden. 
Yeah, you, you you need to you need to uh, you need to grow that big rock. It's, it's, that's that's a great term. You got to grow that <laughs> big rock from Sweden. Grow it. I, I, I was doing. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, I agree with that. But I, I was also thinking. I was looking on like Quora and Reddit earlier today, and you know, put I put you guys into a subreddit and see what came up. And um, the consensus on a lot of comments on there. I don't know if you've seen them. Were they they were comparing you to? They were saying. You know, lowest creature are basically a Swedish um, power trip, and yeah. you know, in a, in a, in, a, in a very complimentary, positive way, not you know, not in a negative. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because that, that's a band that I've recently got into. Because like basically, Trigenza sent me your stuff, and I was like, this is fantastic. And then he was like, you should listen to Power Trip. They're very similar. And I was like, right, where is this band? And like, you know, I've been listening to a lot of them as well. Because and I can see one of the things I like about you guys is that um. Uh, what you, some of your riffs are, are very precise, um, and, the, and but with a crunch to it as well. So, like for example, uh, one of my favourite riffs is "The Conjuring" by Megadeth, yeah. and some of your riffs sound like that. Um, and I think it's really cool, like you know, precise, intricate riffs, but quite big as well. And I can see that with Power Trip. Yeah. So, do, you, do you, is that a comparison that you guys welcome, or would you disagree with that? Uh, uh, if I can take this yes, question, I would like. Uh, this is a very sensitive um, topic for me, actually. <laughs> I, I think Power Trip uh, are they, it's it's, they, it's a fantastic band. They're they're so good, and um, like everything they've released is nearly perfect, riff wise, drum wise, vocals, everything. It's really good, and I understand that people compare us and. Uh, like on every show we play in the, if there's a Facebook event or something, there's always like um, lowest creature, the Swedish power trip, as you, like you said. And uh, for me, it's, of course it's flattering because power trip are really good, but I hate when people have to compare bands to, to understand the sound. It's, it's, it's lazy, isn't it? Yeah, and in, in like Facebook events or whatever for for shows, there's always this um, NFO column for fans of, and then some, a bunch of bands. Who cares about what band we sound like? Um, it's, it's, I, I don't care. I don't go to a show to watch a band just because they sound like, Power Trip or Iron Maiden. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. If if it's good, it's good. But I understand the the comparison. And, yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I me too. And I have all the respect for Power Trip. We did a show with them, and they were like the best guys. Yeah. To just to play with, and and um, I kept contact with with Riley for a while, and uh, he invited me for a show when I was living in Germany and stuff. So I have all the respect for them, and of course they've been an influential band of us for us because we started out like a few years after them and they grew really fast and were a very big band. And I think they're awesome, but uh, I think we are much more than that. Not that we are like better or worse or something like Power Trip, but we are more than yes. like Douglas are saying, like we're not, we're not only a produce of our product of our time. We are like, we're a product of all our history, like in all yeah. the music we ever listened to. So. We're not just the Swedish power trip. We're no. much more than We're that. a lowest creature. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's that's fair enough, you know. And actually, so so you fucking should be. It's, it's very easy these days for everybody to be labelled as the next such and such, the next, the new. Yeah. You no, know, because think, we're always looking for someone to replace what's come before. Yeah, and I think there's like there's also this. It's such. It's like you were saying. There's so many bands coming right now. There's like this whole new wave of of thrash bands or or other like heavy rock bands doing similar stuff and i think it's just like a new age of these kind of bands and maybe power trip are like the godfathers for this time because they had the potential now to become so big like they were doing all these big tours and these big festivals and they're like maybe there are times slayer or something yeah with slayer was metallica with slayer was anthrax with so many bands at that time too imagine all those bands at that time being compared like oh this is the next saxon is gonna uh, this is the yeah. new Saxon or something. This, it, that like, wasn't the thing. It was. It was like that times. Yeah. And those bands doing that thing at that time. And it's like when when um, when the whole crossover thrash thing started with the um, Chromags or Leeway and uh, DRI. Like I I don't think them three got compared like this. Um, even, if, they, even if it's crossover but it, it's it's yeah. not the same and i don't think people thought of it in that way like, no it wasn't that the mentality around it i don't think so was that it, because it, crossover it, crossover became its own its own subgenre? there's so many bands that you can talk about with i mean you toured with leeway in the uk didn't you i mean yeah, yeah in, in all of europe yeah yeah so europe and the UK. people talk about it i mean i'm a, I'm a massive suicidal tendencies fan you know all these i i, I love the whole crossover thing i think um, municipal waste when they first sort of rocked up about 20 years ago straight away was there a crossover band but it's like padre said it is a little bit lazy just yeah to, you know just just to sort of label you as that i, th- I think it, if it, you're it, doing if you do, sorry if you're doing it because you just you're just saying to like a mate listen this band are very similar to this other band that you like and you should definitely check them out yeah i think that's i think that's fair enough um, but it's like you know, if it, once it comes into like once journalists start doing it, or people that people that other people are going to pay attention to, I think then it's just like okay, you need to just do your job properly, yeah. research what you're writing about, and just be a bit more careful with the kind of comparisons you're making because if you if you know you know if like if I was a journalist and I wrote that and then you guys said to me no, we're nothing like that, I, I'd be like okay, fair enough because you you've got a better idea of who you are than I have. Yeah. But I think so many people are unwilling to, you know, it's all about clickbait, isn't it? It's just like, you know, let's, let's, yeah. let's make this comparison because then it's going to get more clicks. I, I guess it's, it might be a product of like internet and Spotify or whatever, because on, on Spotify, there's also this um, for fans of. Yeah, it, it's, it's a great function, but it, it's not necessary. But um, it's, like as you say with journalists it's i think it's the same with um like promoters for shows if if they book us for a show i think it's it's of course it's always our responsibility to promote our band but if a promoter books our band it's his uh, duty or responsibility to promote the band in the Facebook event or posters or whatever it could be. And um, if they just lazy out and write, yeah, it's the 
Swedish power trip or for fans of um, this and this and this band. It's not really a promotion for our band for the show. It's it, it's just us sounding like another band. If you if you get what I mean. No, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think not, if if people are making comparisons like that, which are quite lazy and sloppy. It obviously speaks to their inability to accurately describe what you are doing or exactly. what you sound like. So it's actually their lack of either knowledge or vocabulary. It's and 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 but ultimately they're not the ones that you know are disadvantaged by it. It's it's the band, and yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's a disservice, I think. Yeah, and but but of course we're always thankful for mm. every promoter or booking group or whatever who who helps us with shows we're always thankful uh, thankful for it but um it, it, this is just uh please stop doing it <laughs> no, <laughs> not enough, booking us. just uh just uh i mean describe I think, our band yeah and again huge respect for for everything power trip but uh, i think it i think it did us good uh when we were a, a demo band yeah but i think we've if you followed us through our our progress you should know by now that we are like a, a solid band yeah. yeah we have our thing and like we have yeah if you did took like 20 minutes before doing something looking us up on, on the internet you should see that we have our character like that going, yeah. off, uh, going off on a slight tangent we obviously a couple of weeks ago was was eurovision um and obviously scandinavia <laughs> Scandinavia's had quite the influence on Eurovision in the past sort of like 15 years. And I, I, yeah. I know this is, you know, this is a, maybe a slightly odd question, but if it was put to you guys, um, we want to put Sweden on the map from a slightly sort of more rock, big rock point of view. Um, would, you, would you write a song for Eurovision if it gave you that level of exposure? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> it's uh, it's just uh, Eurovision and heavy metal. It's not. Uh, I, I don't it's, think you not, can, it's not like, compatible. I don't, is it? I don't even. I don't even get the thing with like competing in music. No, no, no. Like, it's like it's so. It, it's such so a. Beautiful. It's just. It, it's. 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 It's such a like a kind of a relic of. It's almost like going back to World War One, where you would like you know. Banks, you know, group, you know, the Triple Alliance and the Triple Entente, and like you know, France and Russia and the UK and Austria, Germany, and like you know, it's tribal, you know, yeah. and, so, and, it, and it's so political, isn't it? Because like you know, France never gives the UK anything because they, yeah, we don't like yeah. each other. Exactly. Cyprus, like addition... <laughs> Turkey and Greece never give each other anything, no, and it's no. just like you know, and like you know, like I remember like trying to explain Eurovision to my my Canadian wife, and she was like, so let me get this straight, once a year. All the countries in Europe release a song. All the and, countries in Europe plus Israel. And, and, plus yeah, yeah, and, 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 she, and no, that's what she said. She was like, "Why the hell are Israel in it?" Isn't Australia like, in it as well? They, they were in uh, some kind of uh, like a anniversary year. They were in it because yeah. Australia yeah. loves Eurovision. I think you can blame ABBA for that because ABBA are huge in Australia. Yes, that's, that's part you of can it. credit ABBA for it. You can never blame <laughs> ABBA. Sorry, credit, yeah, credit. Yeah. What, what year did ABBA win? Was it 81? Eight, eight, ABBA won it. Oh, no, it was, eight, no, no, it was earlier than that. 70. Uh, with the, Waterloo was the yeah. first time they won, I guess. Must have been during the 70s. Yeah. It was 70s, yeah. It was definitely. See, this is, this is the thing that gets on my nerves with Eurovision. It's the amount of good bands the UK 
has produced. Rig the contest. Just put the fucking whatever's left of the Beatles, just wheel them out and put them on the TV. <laughs> you know, it's just like, or, or like, you know, just just pick up the phone and go, is that Jimmy Page? Yeah, can you just start? Uh, just I don't care what it is, just write a song, perform it. You know, get. Or, but what 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 we produce every year is just the worst kind of shit pop. Like I remember, I remember. Do you remember that year, Trigenza, when they put that fucking song in it? Was it Gina G? Who are just a little bit? Who are a little bit more? And it's like you, you want this to represent the UK, like you know. No, it it, it 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 in Sweden it used to be called Schlager Festivalen, the the Schlager Festival. I don't know if 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 Schlager is a great uh, thing in in uh, in the UK or anywhere else than Sweden, but you should check out Schlager. It's Schlager is a great genre. It's uh, yeah. Schlager. What was that? Schlager. Schlager. It's S C H L A G E R. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, uh, like with Eurovision, since ABBA, the only good thing was Lordy and. That's yeah. it. I think that Lordy worked because it was, it, it came out of nowhere. No one expected it. They were, yeah, behind the scenes. Like the Rasmus did it for Finland this year. And the yeah. Rasmus were around 20 years ago and it was shit. Yeah, that's right. Now. So, yeah, but Lordy, I think they were so successful because of it's it's like kiss it's it's a show it's not yeah, just a yeah. song it's it's a i mean they whole... did a movie and it's fucking horribly awesome so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it, like it's it's eurovision is it shouldn't it doesn't work and it shouldn't work because music isn't sports it's, exactly i love sports though. yeah it's it, you can't compete in music because you can't you can't like rate songs to each other it's a, it's a thing of opinions or or yeah. taste it's uh, it's so weird <laughs> I, I i guess that kind of brings me on to the, the grammys i mean we we talked about about award shows a little bit on the podcast last week and tribulation have just won the swedish grammy yeah. and the fact that the swedish grammys you've got bands like night fight orchestra and, and at the gates that are being nominated whereas over here so in the UK, we have something called the Brits. I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's yeah, just yeah. the same kind of thing. And um, there is a best rock category. And, uh, and uh, the nominees are bands like Coldplay and it's acts like Ed Sheeran and Sam Fender. And but that's, that's, I think that's it's, kind of um, what we're up against from a, yeah. from a rock. This is why it doesn't get the same exposure in the UK. In Sweden, you have both the, the you have best metal and best rock. So there's yeah. like two of them. Yeah. The best rock is always it's like if it's uh, very mixed. It's very mixed, but it's also like these favorite artists. If they have released a new album, they're gonna win it. Yeah. Like Tostrom, he yeah. I think he won this year. If he has a new album, he is winning it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so let's don't like. But I think uh, like these kinds of awards, like the Brits or. Uh, Grammys. I, I don't think it's as much of a like competition as Eurovision is. No, it's no. more of a. Um, this band has really done something great this year. Yeah, or, it's, rec it's recognition. Yeah, yeah, it's more yeah. of a homage to like you. You yeah. did a like you represented Sweden really good or something like that. Yeah, with yeah. with your yeah. own work. If yeah. we're in twenty twenty two and and at the gate is still being recognised for. for the at that level. I just got mail. <laughs> Sorry. We just got mail from some. <laughs> you got mail this time of night? Yeah. 
Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's, there's a party in the stairs. Yeah. Neighbors. You're in the Swedish summer, aren't you? So is it daylight most of the most of the day now? It's, it's not really really there yet, but it's 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 brighter. Yeah, it's it's, it's still, still bright, it's still spring here. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but it started to, I guess the it, I I, I've started to wake up at like uh, four in the morning because it started to get bright. Yeah. So I think in a week or two, that's like it's it's uh, it's starting to get really bright all the day, and then it peaks in like end of June. Yeah. There's like the, the most there's like a day where the sun kind of doesn't go down. Right. Yeah. It, it's getting hot here now in uh, Calabria, so it's gone up into the 30s. So I went swimming last week in the sea. I've been going. I've been going since January. I like a. I like to go swimming when it's really cold too. I got an, I got attacked by an octopus. Oh, but <laughs> like, seriously, right? So I'm I'm out in I'm out in the sea, all right, and I'm like, I I, I must have stepped on it, yeah. and I felt this tentacle wrap around my leg. And I looked down. Oh, and I was yeah. like, that's a fucking octopus. That's my nightmare. And then, like you know, yeah. um, like and like my wife was like, I I, came, I jumped backwards and I came out and I was like, I was like, guess what happened to me? And like my wife was like, you know what, what? And I said, I just think I saw the thing that should not be under the water. And then like I heard the call of Cthulhu. But it's okay, <laughs> it's okay because okay, I sang the rhyme of the ancient mariner and it went away. There you go, three more references. But yeah, and I got attacked by uh by uh by an octopus. I hate the ocean. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like it. So that's my what nightmare. The, um, what What are the winters like in Sweden then? Because obviously you have a lot of darkness, don't you, through the winter? Yeah, they're, they're dark, and I think that's uh, one of the biggest reasons why there are so much good uh, metal bands from Sweden. Because yeah. it's dark and horrible. I, I actually love the winters, but it's it's very dark. Uh, people get very depressed. They don't know what they should do. So uh, at least back in the day, a lot of people wrote music about yeah. how they felt during the winter. <laughs> at least it feels like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's very much snow. It's not so and much snow anymore. No, it's from year to year. But it's, the thing this this winter was like there was snowy for a bit in the beginning. Then it went away like over Christmas. Then yeah. it came back for a while, and then spring came. And we had like two weeks with great weather. Like you could walk out in a t-shirt. Then we were driving to Oslo on Friday in uh, beginning in April. of March, April. Uh, yeah, yeah, beginning of April, and all the snow fucking came back in one day. Like trees were falling down. It was like chaos everywhere. I've, I've seen that. The... I've, I've seen that in Canada when I've gone back to because yeah. okay, I, I've only ever been to Canada during the winter. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it outside of the winter. And like, you know, I'm at like my uh, mother-in-law's house and she's like, oh, you know, we need to clear the driveway. Let's get the snow tractor out. And I'm just driving around the garden on a snow tractor. And I can't even drive. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember the, the first winter I was in Canada and it was like minus 38. And I was yeah. like, fucking hell. Because it's the wind chill as well. It might be like minus 15, minus 20, but then you've got the another 20 yeah. degrees on that because of the wind chill. And yeah. 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 Just the um just yeah, the sheer I, volume of snow. Like you get like, you know, in England, you get like a, a, a bit of snow and everyone just loses their mind. In yeah. Canada, it's like, oh, oh no, it's okay. It's only 20 inches of snow. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like that's uh you're describing England, that's like Stockholm and Sweden and, and the bigger cities and Canada's the rest of the country. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, people who haven't lived in Stockholm always uh, 
talk about uh, people in Stockholm can't handle winters, but like Stockholm is out on the coast, so yeah. it's cold as hell. It's really cold. It might not be as much snow, but like the worst I've been in in Stockholm was minus twenty eight. But it feels so much colder yeah, because yeah. it's it's moist. so windy moist. and moist. Yeah, I, I can I, I can respect that, but that's not my point. My point is there's like two inches of snow and the whole community system of traffic yeah. is just shut down. Yeah, and nothing works during the winter in Stockholm. That that's right. And here you still see. Oh, that's what happens in in the UK. It's yeah. a little bit of snow and everything everything. Shit. But yeah. I read a study a few weeks ago that, that suggested that the, the happier the country, so Sweden is regarded as one of the top 10 happiest places in the world to live. But the happier the country, the darker the music. Yeah. I, do, you think, do you think there's any there's any there's anything in that? I think that depends on how they measure that happiness. I think yeah, because our, our living standards are really good in Sweden. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I lived, I did one year in, in Germany, and that's the standards there are good, but Sweden is still like the lowest standard in Sweden is like the medium standard in in, in Germany maybe. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like that in that way maybe we are fortunate and we are, are, are thankful and happy that we have a, we have a good place to live and we usually have a pretty okay contract at our job compared to other countries and stuff like that. But. Yeah. I think there's like quite a high suicide rate in Sweden and stuff like that. Yeah, we at, le at least used to be the highest in the world uh, suicidal rate uh, or percentage. I think that's partly related to the dark winters, isn't it? I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, but, then, but, but like one, one of the, if you if you look at, I think I think you're right, but I think if you looked at certain age brackets, yeah, then I think for for teenage suicide, South Korea is the highest. Yeah, because, but I because, think um... because they've got, and it's not just because K-pop's that bad. Um, <laughs> no, 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 in, no. In all seriousness, like, um, I, I think one of the things that I find interesting about Sweden and Norway and and Finland and Denmark, the, the you know the Scandinavian countries, they're always touted as having very good education systems, and I, I think there's some valid, there's some merit to that because would you say that one of the reasons, one of the things that makes it easier for you is that you guys have got a very good level of English proficiency yeah yeah not just Absolutely. the two of you but you know across the board yeah, yeah. No. most most Swedes are fluent in in English or could at least yeah. make the way really and good you yeah. see because I'm actually a, I'm uh, I, I'm an English and history teacher and I you know I teach English as a foreign language in Italy and oh the Italians oh just, just you know <laughs> Um, but because like if you walk into a school in Italy, the, 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 the standard of the classrooms, the equipment in the classrooms, it's, it's like it was from 50 years ago. They're still using blackboards of chalk. They don't yeah. have whiteboards of pens. They don't even have that. And you just like, you feel sorry for the kids because like, I mean, again, like I, I think, you know, if you're going to have a successful society, you need to have an educated society. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Right, the the yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, one second. You guys, do you do you guys? I'm assuming you learn English from a very young age. I, I know a few Swedes, but uh, I think uh, like uh, our generation generation started at like uh, in the sixth grade or something, maybe yeah. maybe the fourth grade. No, third. I I think I um yeah, and I, th I think now like my mom is a, a preschool teacher. 
and my 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 girlfriend as well and uh, i think they incorporate a little bit of english already at that time like when they're when kids are like between one and five years old yeah see that's 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 the interesting thing for me because what you're doing is what's called immersion learning so you're learning subjects in english even if even if it's just a modicum of of uh of, of stuff and that at a young age further down the road pays dividends but it's, because it's, um no, no continue sorry you know, it's, it, and, and, and i think a lot of countries in what you would regard as the mediterranean are trying to do that now but it's such um you guys are so far ahead of the curve mm. on that that um and also like for example like here in italy you you cannot go and see a film in english no. in the cinema it's all dubbed whereas I, I would assume to some extent in sweden it's it's maybe subtitled it's always yeah, subtitled. Yeah. it's never dubbed. exactly that counts for a lot because yeah. you know it's it's exposure to um some kids movies are dubbed but yeah but the, i think they also always do them in english and and the dub version so you can choose yeah movies like uh, harry potter or 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 movies like that which are popular with both kids and adults, it's you can choose uh, dubbed or don't, don't get me dubbed. started on Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I just it was just an example. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I'm I'm just I'm sorry. I, I'm I, that that woman J.K. Rowling yeah. ripped off C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. I'm sorry, like those what are they called the, the Dementors? They're the fucking Nazgul. That's all they are, <laughs> you know. And like you know, all, all my students are like, oh, Harry Potter's a wizard. I'm like, no. A wizard is Gandalf or Saruman. Harry Potter is a and hobbit. If Harry Potter was ever in Isengard, he'd shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> there are no metal bands writing songs about Harry Potter. <laughs> there are plenty of metal bands writing song about Sauron, you know, Mount Doom. I mean, like I came across, I came across a band the other other week. Um, was it? Morgul Blade, the entire album is about the Nazgul. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Yeah. You know, like, um, uh, like uh, have made an entire career out of all of that. So, you know. Um, I'm sorry about that. Should we should we talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we need to give you a chance to to sort of plug yourselves now, really, because yeah. you've kind of gone on about all kinds of shit. So and part of the reason we've got you on here is is to plug yourself and 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 give yourself you know exposure in the UK and, and all that kind of shit. So, what's what's the sort of plan for the next kind of six months, twelve months? Because Sacrilege of Pain came out in twenty nineteen. Obviously, we've had the pandemic, which has fucked everything up. But mm. what, what's what's your guys' plan now going forward? What what are you going to be doing? Um, uh, we are. We have a few shows booked this uh, summer. We're playing a, a festival in in Denmark called Support Our Scene Fest, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think it's more of a hardcore festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we're that, I think, aren't they? Sorry, that with Unearth, and I think yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. they just cancelled a week ago or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. And we're we're playing a, a, a punk festival actually in, in Gothenburg as well with like 50 bands or something yeah. it's insane it's like we, we play right after discharge on the on the main stage i nice. think yeah. uh, it's weird <laughs> it's really weird i think it's gonna be a fucked up weekend yeah because i i don't know the bookers but i think i think they're they have they are doing a great job with this but i think they're way under the water but it's <laughs> no, I, they, 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 I, 
I actually heard a, a podcast um, episode uh, uh, yesterday or two days ago um, where the, the, pr- the promoters of this punk festival were uh, the guests. And uh, one of them like really loves Lowest Creature. And he, nice. he haven't seen us in six years or something when oh. before I was in the band. Uh, so he's he really looks forward to Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really fun. But it's just going to be a, such a chaotic three days or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's... that's And then we have three shows with Chromax, maybe I said it, in, in August uh, yeah. in Sweden as well. It's only kind of only shows in Sweden except the one in Denmark. Uh, but we've been we've been um, writing a new album, so that's like the next thing I think. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try to record it this year. I don't want to be too precise because you never know how things yeah. go, and I'm not sure what we've been saying with the label and stuff. But there's there's new works yeah. being done. We've been productive. So what's what's the um, what's the post pandemic scene like in Sweden and in terms of getting out and playing shows and everything now? Is it all going back to normal? I think I think it's, it's uh, yeah it's pretty good compared to other yeah. um, countries I think but it's still it's still like like um, like everywhere there's you have all these shows that was supposed to happen in 2020 yeah that are postponed until now and all the festivals are the same like they should have been two years ago so that's like it's still this delay with with booking yeah. tours and booking shows and I think that's like we were, I was talking to the guy from our label he said like concerning like festivals in, in Europe, they have their they have their schedule booked until like 2024 or 25. Yeah. So it's like everything is so delayed right now. And and I think that's like been hard for us because we had we had our t- tour in, in February in or in January, February in 2020. And like that was like right before uh, the pandemic came to Europe. Yeah. Like every city we played it was followed by a new infection by COVID-19. Yeah, and, and as soon as we came home, the, the borders closed yeah. pretty much. And, and that, that year we were supposed to have a, a bigger tour on the, in, the, in the fall as well, and that got cancelled, and we were not on the like official bill like that, so we didn't get the postponed privileges, so yeah. we got thrown out of the tour. And since then, we haven't released any, any new music, and we I think that's the only way in right now like we have to show that we're still a good band and yeah. relevant and stuff but does it does it feel like you've kind of got to start again is it, is it a bit a bit but not not yeah. really like we have a good step into it yeah but it's it's not like we had a really good flow that got like it's like more of a it's not a straight road anymore it's like yeah. we have to do all these stops before we maybe get back to the highway or something like that that. Yeah, and I think there there was a, a lot of bands who worked really really hard during during the pandemic and and uh, uh, but I think we we lacked a bit in the beginning yeah uh, and just took our time and yeah and everybody like hand, handled all the stuff like differently and everybody had their own like yeah. life situation families and stuff but... yeah. What, what's so? What, what's the what's the dynamic in your band? If from a from a music writing perspective, do you do you go away and come up with stuff separately and then bring it together, or do you sit down together and? Um, it's, yeah, it's it's mostly uh, like one person has an idea, uh, a song idea, uh, shows it to everyone, and we just uh, elaborate from yeah. from there. Uh, yeah. So I think. Uh, the album we're writing right now or or the last uh, the sacrilegious 
Pink album. I think everyone in the band wrote at least one, one song yeah. each, like the skeleton of a song. Um, but this song has been more focused on like two or three guys in the band. So what, but, can, what could we expect from the, from the material that you're writing now What in the future? What could we expect? More of the same or are you going to go off in a different direction or are you just seeing how it goes and it, it's it's uh, a lot more big rock yeah <laughs> no no but um... i think the foundation is there like you can you can you can if you really listen to sacrilegious pain and you like the album you can see it like growing into this new album yeah but what, I think one, it... one of the things i like is that you don't necessarily have the kind of archetypal classic guitar solo but you do have some form of lead element going off the riff and uh, but yeah. I, I mean I, i've got to say as well do you mean i don't think you guys need loads of guitar solos because some of the riffs are that good that you don't what, what what's a guitar solo going to add to it the guitar solo always adds uh, you like, have <laughs> enough solos yeah like me me and victor the the other guitar player we um we have started to like f- from the first release to Sacrilegious Pain to the release we're writing right now, uh, it's just more and more and more guitars. Yeah. And um, and I think I, I think he 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 plays uh, Victor. He plays a lot more uh, like traditional guitar solos. He has more of the the longer solos and um, faster solos. And I try to do the the shorter just lead parts um, and yeah and i think also like with the, with the writing like the last album was the first time for almost every one of us doing a full album yeah so like the writing writing of a solo to each and every song was like a new thing like if you do three songs on a on a demo it's pretty easy to come up with one really good solo but doing great solos for 10 songs that's like an whole other thing yeah so i think this time we, we we did it one time and now like the writing process of the solo is way like deeper or something like yeah. that which, um, which guitar players do you would you say that i uh would you say really influential i'm not it's not necessarily bands but like yeah. specific yeah, guitar players. yeah uh, ace frehley is, is up there from kiss um for me i i i have pretty recently started playing guitar solos and and uh, lead guitar stuff i i've always been into uh, malcolm young like he's he's the the god of rhythm guitar if if you think rhythm guitar you you think of yeah. malcolm young and he's sadly overlooked to some extent yeah because yeah, yeah absolutely but angus young is also amazing but malcolm young he 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 held the band together so well with his playing and then, uh, of course, uh, Tony Iommi, like the mm. horror, horror riffs. Um, I mean, look, we, 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 last week we were talking about 70s metal yeah. on the podcast. Um, what, what, which bands would you, because you've, you've mentioned Tony Iommi, you've mentioned um, Ace Freely, you've, you've, you've mentioned a lot of the bands that we were talking about. Like, yeah. what, which bands would you say from the 1970s were, like, would you say were the, the, the number one or the, the top bands from the 70s? Um, metal bands. Yeah, I mean, Black, sound- but, but yeah. for me, for me, Kiss and ACDC have always been the greatest. Mm-hmm. But Black Sabbath is like really close to 
to them but that's just me yeah and then um, okay one, one more yeah. compare I, I i know it's not you know it's it, this is just a bit of fun right hmm? is it megadeth or metallica oh for fuck's sake <laughs> metallica, <laughs> no 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 it's megadeth it's megadeth you see it's always fun <laughs> all the way all the way until the black album metallica I love all the albums. so this is the thing megadeth have more good music no. more more they have so much more good songs they have more good albums metallica they have really good songs really good albums but there are so few there's like how many other five six metallica yeah. albums no there's two good albums and the rest are about uh, we don't okay okay okay, okay. That, that, that's, wait, a, wait, that's wait, a contra- that's a controversial statement. Two good albums. I'm interested. Which, I, I really enjoy Metallica, but but um, no, but like which two albums? You're saying they've got two good albums. Which are the uh, it, two it, albums? It's Kill 'Em All and Ride Lightning when they were still a little bit punk, and um, fair enough. It was, yeah, it was sharp and it was a, that, a that's bit the dangerous. Best, that's it was the best dangerous for sure, but yeah. it's not the only good albums. It was. It, it, they stopped being dangerous after Ride Lightning. That's what I think. That that's the kind of thing that's always going to divide metal fans. No matter where you are in the world, it's yeah. it, that's it's going to happen, in it. So you know, all right. Um, that would replace Anthrax from the big four with a lot of other bands. So yeah, I, I mean, me me and Trigenza both we we really like Testament. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would put Testament into the big four rather than Anthrax. But, like, and I've got nothing against Anthrax. Yeah, but Met- Metallica haven't been a thrash band since, I don't know when, the 80s? Yeah, that's true, yeah. So that's true, kick yeah. them out. They don't, need, they, they don't even need the big four because they are that's huge. Right. Yeah, the, the that's, that's fair enough. Like, yeah. The big four should still be thrash bands. I mean, yeah. like, uh, just, sorry, just, just one more. Because like again, going back to a previous episode of the podcast, we were talking about what happens when bands like Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, Metallica, what happens when they quit? And like we 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 feel that maybe the day of the massive festival might look differently. Yeah. Because it might be a case of you have a festival where there is no main stage and it's just like five or six stages, because you're never gonna have that band that you can say, right, we're gonna pay you. A million dollars, and but we know that your you headlining is going to sell us ninety five thousand tickets or a hundred thousand tickets. So, like, what do you guys think? I've actually talked a lot about this with uh, the friends and family and uh, you guys Mm. and uh, your friends too. But um, um, like, it's so weird because when we we we're still young, we're pushing thirty soon. But like when we grew up, it was the like the biggest heavy metal bands and rock bands. They were the same as during the 70s and 80s. And so right now they are on the verge of not existing anymore. Yeah. Bands like Judas Priest, um, yeah, Black Sabbath quit, Kiss, I guess, are doing at least <laughs> one or two more farewell tours. <laughs> I don't know, but like there's no bands who can replace them i don't think because so. they have been the biggest heavy metal bands from the start yes and and, and, and what they've i think what I, I agree with you and i think what they've done as well is there's a glass ceiling 
until yeah. those bands get out of the way, mm. who who's the next breakthrough band? I mean, Trigenza and uh, our other hosts, we, we were talking about Ghost, maybe. Mm. But they're not so... They, they're kind of already breaking away from the heavy metal scene, though. Yeah. yeah. That's the mm. thing. And the, that's... A, yeah, that's the thing, because the sad thing is that the after Judas Priest quit and Kiss quit, Guns N' Roses and everybody, like the biggest rock bands or I mean, there's not many heavy metal bands now, now but the biggest rock bands there it's bands like volbeat and foo fighters and and yeah, ghost and fair, fair play they, they they've done well for themselves but it's not the same at, no. at all um, but they i that's the biggest bands i can come up with in my head yeah. That's, yeah. that's, where the, that's where the music industry has changed, though, isn't it? Yeah. We're not going to have, we're never going to have another Metallica, another Guns N' Roses, another Black Sabbath because the music no. industry doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, yeah and, so, it, so, and it, it's, it's a shame as well because, like, a, a lot of, um, I mean, you, you, a lot of the kids have got Spotify now, yeah. but they, they just they don't seem to be kind of adventurous. I mean, like, I mean, I, I have some like you know really, you know, classic moments sometimes where. I remember a few years ago, I walked into a classroom and uh, one of my students came up to me and they were like, do you like death? And I was like, you mean the band? They're like, yeah. I said, where have you got that from? I said, you're winding me up. He goes, no, I love Chuck Schuldinger. I'm like, yes, right. Let's put that pussy on. And I put it on in the class. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But but that, and I, I had a girl Yeah. in one of my classes about three or four weeks ago. She came up to me, she just goes, have you ever heard of Euronymous? I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's but awesome that, that you know that. Yeah, but that, you know. that's a huge like story in 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 it's a huge story in in I I guess all of the music since yeah, yeah at least since the the movie came out. Yeah, the, we, we we talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it, it's yeah also. The thing with Spotify and stuff like that is that it's a great app for listening to music that you know you like, but it's not a great app to find new music. No. It's not the same thing like looking at an album cover, like reading the prints and stuff and seeing thank lists or, or, or something like that. It's just like, I mean, even people in our age that doesn't maybe like any more like uh, alternative music or metal or, or something like that, they, I don't, I don't know, like my girlfriend's, friends they usually just put on top list sweden 50 on yeah, the but, parties but, and stuff like that but to be fair uh, the discover weekly playlists that uh, spotify do uh, just to recommend music that that is like like the music you've listened to yeah they are pretty good like i found a lot of good music through the yeah, discover but you also weekly. listen to a lot of different music yeah that's true but... if you only listen to the top list 50 of sweden <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the algorithms are going to be shit. i mean I, I, there's, who... a, there's, a, there's a few bands that i i discovered because you know sometimes on spotify it will go like i was listening to your ep yeah and it went through the tracks and then it just set up like is it spotify radio yeah, and yeah. that, and I came across a band called Chemicide, um, and a couple of other bands, a band called Vulture. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I mean, so I, I think that's useful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but for us, that's going to work because we're already listening to metal. But like building this big thing with metal, like the kids who are listening to these trap artists, their algorithms are never going to 
yeah. recommend that band for them. Yeah, and and uh, like you said, with uh, with uh, festivals, when all these great bands quit, um, I don't think it's gonna be the same. And we've we've talked earlier about this kind of music being timeless. I still think it's timeless. Yeah, of course. But the like the big bands will quit. The older audience on that have enjoyed these bands from the beginning. They they get they get fewer and fewer because they they're old now and and they. <laughs> I think it's gonna. It's, I think yeah. it's timeless, but I think the 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 era of the kings are kind of dying. Like these yeah. big bands and the big festivals. I, I think, think it's gonna merge into something smaller again and then maybe from that yeah. it can arise like one I'm, more time. I'm, I'm, I'm very the, the rock and metal festivals will will get a, a little smaller for a while and then grow again i think well i'm i'm very interested to see what happens when um because okay so for example if you if you take the U, the uk and the usa as being traditional kind of epicenters of of metal and then what used to be uh, Scandinavian metal, like the black black metal and things like that, was regarded as being on the periphery, on the edge. You're not on the edge anymore. You're now your your country or Scandinavian general is churning out a lot of really good stuff over the last twenty or thirty years. So yeah. you guys are no longer the periphery. What's the next periphery? I think it's going to be more developing countries, yeah. the Philippines, yeah, North, they, they, uh, Africa, they, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, more and more bands from from like Indonesia and the Philippines and yeah, Southeast Asia is is becoming like big. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so like, you know, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, like I mentioned earlier that, you know, I used to live in South Korea and there is a metal scene there. it's it's difficult to find, but it's there. Yeah. Um, And it's it's very, very underground, but it's, it's it's almost like it's very, very aggressive and heavy because what it's doing is it's reacting against it like it could be really dedicated yeah. and that's yeah. that's great it yeah. doesn't need to be big yeah i and, think and that's I, like i think oh. as well like um like you know in uh once you once you bring in like for example bands from africa and they can they can draw on their own cultural influences and bring mm-hmm. that into metal that's going to be very interesting yeah um so that that could that that could be that maybe we're just in a bit of a lull at the minute and we're just waiting for the big the big bands to step down and yeah. then this fresh injection of youth and influence and you know different cultural influences to come in and really shake things up yeah. i don't think it's going to go like trap metal and, and electronic i can't no, i just no. i can't see the longevity i just i, I can't see i think it will know. be a, a healthy a healthy time for for metal when when all these like i would still love to go and see metallica and stuff like that but i think it's going to be healthy when they when they naturally exit the stage and the, the scene and it like crawls back to be something more small again and more subcultural and more underground yeah yeah and like, i mean f- for me it's like i saw i was I, I when i was i think a few few months ago and i was i was i think was out the gym and i heard master of puppets on the radio and i was like I, i'd never if you had told me in in 1996 that you'd hear master of puppets played on the radio mainstream i'd be like what are you smoking? That's <laughs> never going to happen, you know. So, like, I mean, and like, I, and I think the shame with Metallica is it's very easy to rag on them, and oh, you know, they're they're not a metal band anymore. But I'm sorry, those first four albums, I if that's like, your life's work, yeah, they they they've done really 
well for themselves. Like they, they, I, I wouldn't say they, they've ever been bad. Um, I, I, I haven't heard the latest stuff they've done, but I, I still think like Saint Anger. I think it's one of the best drum sounds they've ever had, and like the the. <laughs> the well, no, it's it's true. Uh, like the thing with uh, they, they they always say like yeah they they didn't tune the snare for during the whole process. That's bullshit. That, that's so well thought about. It, yeah. It's it's a great. I think it's a great drum sound. And, and you're, you're the first person I've ever heard say that Sananga has a great drum sound. No, it's just. Say that before. It's. It, I think it's weird that people just. Yeah, they they just left it as as it was. They, but it's so produced. It's it's really well made. It, yeah, it is, of it, course. But it's it's different. It's very different. But it's it's. It was the time as well. It, when was it? Two thousand and three. Three. Yeah. The video. It was a. An anger dropped nineteen years ago today. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but it's that's more than half of my life. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's like, and it's also a a little bit of like post grunge. It's it's the grunge era during the nineties. Everything got so dirty, and um, anti rock star and everything. And then two thousand and three, Metallica releases an uh, an album with. Shit. Uh, I mean, as as as, yeah. long, as as long as new metal doesn't come back, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's it's. I think it's 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 a great drum sound. Yeah. It, uh, I think it was very thought through and like. Yeah. Which, which which other which other like bands or acts or songs do you think are, are they're just way overrated or or they're underestimated just out of interest? Any other? That's any hard. any maybe anything that we don't know about this in the underground in your scene in your area that you think. That's a band to 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 check out at some point because they're yeah. gonna. I don't. I, I I can't come up with anything that I think is underrated right now. But just to to um, like a shout out to to um, two really good friends or bands. Um, it's a band called Drab. D R A B. Um, they call themselves Demon Core. It's um, awesome. it's really cool. It's um, it's like it's pretty much hardcore punk with um, like really dirty, dark, throny riffs. Right. It's really it's it's dark as hell and it's amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Century, um, it's perfect more, metal. Yeah, classic heavy metal band. Like, from sen- um, Century S E N T R Y. C C E uh, century like um, how 100 you... years yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Right, okay and uh, i think they just got on spotify uh, century they a really new band and they they make the perfect heavy metal music yeah. it's it's nothing like new or like it's not very uh what do you say um Ah, it's it, it, it predictable. Sorry, predictable. It's not predictable. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little bit predictable. It's nothing new, no. uh, I would say, but it's, but it's perfect. Yes. It's so good. Uh, it's uh, I the the singer and guitar player. Um, he's the most 
skillful guitar player I've ever seen. He's um, amazing. It's uh, two two great bands, Drab and Century. Okay, yeah. well, we can try and put those on the playlist. I mean, that's definitely... What, yeah, what that we'll, be we'll a... check them out, and then we'll... Um, we'll... We'll drag them on the play. We'll drag them on the podcast as well if we can, because that's that's kind of what this is all about. Okay, so if if there were if there were a couple of the bands that you'd like us to add to the playlist for this episode, like you mean you've mentioned Kiss, so maybe we can chuck some Kiss on there. Yeah. Maybe some ACDC. Anything else? Judas Priest, always. Um, anti Cmex. Yeah, anti Cmex. Um, I don't know. Um, that's hard. Yeah, we, we, we like to do a playlist every week to go along with the episode. So we, we make sure yeah. that, you know, if guys are listening to, if anybody's coming on and listening to that and then they're going to go and listen to, to you guys at the same time, it's, that's that's what matters. That's what we want to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I, I'm, I have, you know, I, I grew up just listening to Kiss and ACDC, as I've said. But I've recently just gone full circle. So I, I, I grew up with Kiss and ACDC, started to listen to, to other stuff. And uh, a bunch, like I tried to find new bands all the time. And, but now I, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to listen to Kiss and ACDC. So my, my, my um, I don't listen I, to any bands. I, I, I'd like to do that. But then your then your friends go and go. We're going to make a podcast to make you listen to new music. I'm like, what is wrong with Slayer? I need a Slayer friend like that. To- I think I need a friend like that. <laughs> Someone need to start a podcast with me. <laughs> um, I won't keep you any longer because you know it's getting on. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, a band you could add to um, to the list. Uh, Tribulation. Yeah, I love Tribulation. I saw yeah. the Ghost. And I thought they were awesome. And uh, and uh, in solitude as well. Yeah, oh, I love in solitude. Oh, are, that's they, perfect. Are they still going? Are they, are they still going? No, no. No, I thought, yeah, 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do love. They were one of those bands that kind of came around. Um, yeah, I suppose you could say that they're, they're one of the forerunners of this whole new wave of traditional. Yeah, metal, weren't they? You know, sort of yeah. ten years ago. I, I think they're one of the best bands coming from Sweden ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think they started out as a Iron Maiden cover band, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love In Solitude. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's a shout out for anybody who's listening. Go and listen to In Solitude because yeah, they're fucking awesome. Um, one last question: When are we going to see you in the UK? If you book them, they will come. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, came over maybe 2023 2023 i would i would yeah. think so yeah maybe if there's a, a, an offer coming up like this fall or something that that could also happen but i mean we're always available yeah kind of mm. i mean like, yeah. sh- screw the uk come to southern <laughs> italy the food's better the women are hotter you know yeah, we, we, we we've only, only been to, been to northern, northern italy. italy yeah so we screw the north, north. Come south. Yeah. But listen, go? listen, right? Where, where I live, you can see Mount Etna. Okay. So well, you've got a what? volcano. You've got a volcano, Mount Etna. Okay. That's metal. Yeah. Okay? It really is. <laughs> we, we played in Bologna and, and I asked the guy if there was a, a good pasta restaurant close and he just stared at me and shook his head. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I want to eat pasta, but I. 
couldn't find any pasta. Where, where were you, sorry? Bologna. No. Bologna. Uh, and uh, Bolzano. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. it's very north. And then we got Bologna. Macaroni salad. Bologna is where egg pasta comes from. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, we, no, got no, a, uh, we got a, like a macaroni salad with peas, macaronis, and, and carrots. I think there was maybe sweet corn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. dear God. No, yeah. you get burnt at the stake for that here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine. I, it was I, horrible. I, I can't leave for a minute. I'm not interested in the um, uncultured swine. Yes. yes. <laughs> does um does Brexit make it difficult for you to play in the UK now? Uh, we haven't played since Brexit. I think so. I don't think so. Uh, so but, I, I I don't know. I, I can, heard can, can, that... can we just apologise for that? <laughs> 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 like it was it was nothing to do with us. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I I think there's like a special kind of visa you have to get, but I don't know if 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 promoters want to book us. I mean, it sucks that. That that's another expense to pay, but yeah. there's always ways to find solutions, I guess. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't faced the issue yet, so I'm not sure. Well, the, the sooner we get you playing over here in the UK, the better. So if, if, you, if you think about it, right, the UK leaving the EU is when Dave Lee Roth left Van Halen. And he thought he was going <laughs> yeah. to was gonna but, be really but, big, and it just all went tits up. And it was but, like but, you know. It, Van Halen with David Lee Roth, amazing. Without, they still have. Um, uh, uh, why can't this be love? It's <laughs> one of the best songs ever. Isn't isn't that song though an ode to Brexit? Why can't this be love? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can just fly to Ireland and like shuffle in some bags and in a in a ferry or something yeah. get our way into uk well like, like what you know what i'd what i'd love to see happen is like wales and scotland to leave the uk and then rejoin yeah. the eu that would I be mean, closer than ever that ireland becomes one island right yeah. now so yeah yeah, yeah. and then it's like you know like the, the you know then it would just be england and it would be like you know <laughs> england is too small to be a global power too big to be a lunatic asylum like, uh, I, 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 I don't want to insult anyone. I, I love playing anywhere we get to play. It's, it's no, 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 that's, that's my job. I, I, I insult yeah. people. You, but you go ahead. England is it's a shit country. Uh, I love <laughs> I love playing uh, everywhere. Uh, I'm so happy that we get to do this and and that we have played where we have played. But. I I really don't enjoy England as, as a country. It's, it's, one, one, uh, thing, okay, one thing that cracks me up, like for example, like so, like I've said before earlier, like my wife is Canadian. Her actually, her mother's from from the UK, from from England. And yeah. I remember when when we first started dating, she was just like, she is one of the reasons I like you is that you're English, but you're not oh. too English. <laughs> she just goes, you're not the typical. You know, she goes, you you actually criticize the country more. Than you know other people you know, but I know I mean that, there's English, a man. there's a good reason I I emigrated in 2006. I haven't lived in the UK since 2006. There is a good reason for that, and and for me it pains me because you you you're away and you're looking back at it going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know why why are you doing this? Not not just Brexit, just 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 the kind of th th this idea that we're still a global superpower and you know and it's like you know it's like we went out on the piss 
and got really drunk about 200 years ago and we still not got over the hangover you know and it's just like you know i uh, just just let it go i, I just yeah. it just winds me up i'm sorry yeah become a manga honey money <laughs> money hunger shit show but uh, yeah i we mean we, we, we had um we 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 spoke to um uh serena cherry from svalbard the band um svalbard a, a few a while ago and she was saying about how difficult it is for british bands now to sell merch in europe oh. because of the tariffs and I'm, i'm sure that would that's that's harming you as well that you can't sell merch in the uk uh yeah, that maybe. might be a, a issue i know that that's uh, like when you go into switzerland you have to uh, pay uh, what's it called um, you have to pay like a tax for for all the yeah. all the merch you have and then you go to the show and sell it and then when you leave uh leave again you have you show how much you sell and you get back the money like that you didn't yeah uh, yeah right so but it's, they they tax um we never do that so. no they they tax you on on uh, stuff you're gonna sell but you can avoid it yeah <laughs> luckily you pack the merch inside <laughs> i've tried to i've tried to buy your merch but i can't find anything in my size it's all sold oh, yeah no, it's, um, it's, we kind of run out run out by yeah. now I, we might have some odd sizes like what's your size and we can look for it large large, large. yeah I, i can look for it for it he's, he's, he's you know he's, he's a big lad Yeah, I I I since we're starting doing a, a little bit more shows this summer than like after the yeah, pandemic gonna... I hope we're gonna do a little bit new merch yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think so. We, yeah, we, at the end of the day merch, merchandise is is your income now, isn't it? We you can't yeah. make any money off of music, so merchandise and touring is We got our first like royalty check this yeah, year. Yeah, the sweet sweet like Swedish uh, mu- music Uh, institution blah, blah, blah. yeah like uh, <laughs> it was fucking great <laughs> I, i think we got um uh it's like maybe 40 pounds uh, around that yeah yeah each <laughs> so it was um that was music for like half a year yeah and I, radio yeah but, but that means someone's gone away and actually taken the money they earn and said right i am going to spend money on that material yeah. and that must that's got to feel like you know maybe you're not going to go and start buying up you know small caribbean islands but it must feel yeah. good that you're but doing I, I, small values yeah. those islands i i wrote the the amount down in my phone just to <laughs> like if there ever uh, <laughs> if there ever uh, gonna be a like vh1 behind the music uh, documentary <laughs> about lowe's creature i can say that my first royalty check was this and this amount it was approximately 40 pounds yeah or 40 dollars or whatever if it buys you beer yeah exactly i i think i bought beer <laughs> I, yeah yeah i mean i i i'm i i i've always thought about getting into the game of like you know publishing lesson plans online and selling them because this is actually a website called teachers pay teachers yeah. and I, i just to me i said can't be fucked <laughs> <laughs> just like oh whatever Oh, fucking hell. I, um, I mean, and when you're in the UK or when you're in Italy, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a few beers. I never had yeah. a shepherd, shepherd's pie either, so maybe. Oh, I, 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 dude, I, I, dude I make the best fucking shepherd's pie. <laughs> 
nah, nah. I, I remember you when you were still living off Rustler's fucking microwaveable sandwiches. No, 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 no. I make the best fucking shepherd's pie. You know, I could get my 11-year-old boy in here and he will tell you I make the best fucking shepherd's pie. Fucking bias! He's your son. He's not going to have my dad's cooking his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. If you want a shepherd's pie, I'll make you a fucking shepherd's listen, pie. Listen, listen, listen. I actually, no, okay, my shepherd's pie is so good. I cooked it in an Irish bar in Seoul and actually sold it for $25 a piece, okay? Right, that's how good my shepherd's pie is, right? Bring it on. <laughs> I could sell was it, was it uh, in Seoul. Was it Fuck good off. for England was... or good for Korea? So and that sort yeah, of stuff. Exactly. For you, so. Good for England because it was it was mostly Brits buying it. Oh, oh. that's right. Fair enough. No, 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 no. Okay, no. Yeah. okay guys. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. Have a great Thank Keep you. up the good night. work. Oh. Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah you love the love your stuff. It's great. I hope you have some uh, more really interesting guests. Uh, I will make sure to listen to your podcast after this. Thank you so much. Yeah, please. Yes. Spread the word. Thank you very much. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, it was, uh, I think that was a really entertaining, entertaining catch up with, you know, a very, very cool band. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with Lois Creature, you check out our, our weekly playlist that goes alongside the episode this week. There's a few tracks on there. Um, and if, if you're listening to this podcast, to be honest, you'll probably love them anyway. Uh, they're one of, one of the best bands we've discovered in recent years. So go and check them out uh, alongside all the other stuff on the playlist too. So next week, we'll be back to normal with our usual metal-based ramblings. Um, Ant will be back and obviously myself and Padre will be back. So please make sure you tune in or if that's what you do with a podcast, tune in or click or whatever it is, but please keep listening uh, and keep spreading the word and we'll keep doing it. Cheers and see you next week.